Good evening, everybody, and welcome to, um, what is today, May 20th already. Wow, the May 20th edition of the Connect Online Meeting. It is so very good to be with you here tonight, of course. Uh, my name is uh, Jonathan Jenkins, be the host of the program uh, this evening. Uh, our normal co-host, uh, Eric Owens, is um, uh, still on his way back uh, from a meeting he was holding up in the state of West Virginia uh, this week, and uh, he should be back with us hopefully on Monday. We will continue on then as well. But um, tonight we have Joshua Cantrell with us. We'll get to Brother Joshua here in just a moment. Uh, if you would be so kind as we get started this evening to take just a second and make sure that you are subscribed to um, all of our uh, social media platforms. Uh, have been some changes there recently. Uh, so check the description below of the video that you're watching. Uh, we are have uh, opened up a, a locals page, which we're going to start be start which we will be excuse me starting to use uh, more as a community page here in the days to come. Um, so if you haven't been over to our locals page yet, we're starting to post a little, little bit of content over there, uh, and we'd uh, love to have you as part of the crowd over there on locals. Um, and we had uh, not been doing an audio version of this podcast for a while. I, I played around with it some last year. Um, but I think I've got it set up the way that I like to do it. Um, and so I'm going to try to make sure we incorporate that fully uh, back on uh, our streams as often as we can, uh, at least any of the streams that I am hosting. Um, streams that such, such as like Truth Tuesday that Daryl Broking or some of the other guys are hosting. Uh, we may not be able to do that because I may not be in the studio here to, uh, to set everything up. But the streams that I personally host, we're going to try to make sure they're available on our audio pod, podcast as well, as well. So that would be the uh, Podbean link in the video, uh, the well, of the description of either. Well, if you're getting it on audio, you're already on Podbean, so I don't have to worry about that. Uh, but if you're watching the audio ver the video version of it, you and you want an audio feed only, uh, you can get that on our or through our Podbean link as well. Um, so all that's going on. Um, but while we're getting started, please take a second, make sure you like and share and subscribe that all that stuff would be great. Uh, if you want to help out the work at Digital Bible Study, best way to do that is subscribe over at the website, digitalbiblestudy.org, uh, or you can uh, do that with the stars and super chats or the other uh, avenues that are available on some of the other social media platforms as well. No, no obligation to do so, but uh, if you'd help us out, we would certainly appreciate it. Tonight, as we said, oh, I always forget that when Eric is not here, I always forget. We will be saying a word of prayer <laughs> at the end of the uh, session this evening. And so if you have any prayer requests that you would like to put in, uh, I will be glad to try and follow along with those and keep track of them. Uh, and we'll uh, collate them together and put, put together that list and say a word of prayer together before we dismiss for the evening. So with all the preliminaries taken care of, let's get to the main event here. Um, Prettiest, prettiest beard in town. We got Joshua Cantrell with us, man. Good to see you, brother. Good to have you back on. Uh, always, always encouraged by you. How, how are things going over there on the west coast of the uh, very wet tonight state of Florida? He, we are just about right across the state, state from each other, and I think we're both just getting soaked right now. So <laughs> glad you could yes. make it, man. Yes, good, good to be here um, on the way to the building again, man. It, it was just pouring down and and I thought I was going to get here late. I was coming from uh, one of my elders. We have a fellowship at his house once a month, and I was just leaving there coming here. And uh, I was like, man, I'm going to be late. This rain is just it's just not going to allow me to get there. But we are here, ready to go. Good to be here. Good deal. Is the work going okay over there? Everything? How's, yeah. how's it going? Yes, sir. It's going good. Um, it's, it's, it's almost funny because June is, is coming up, and 
and that's pretty much when things, you know, started going here, you know, I guess as far as me being here. So it was almost kind of, it's, it's not a year, but it's, it's certainly coming up close, you know, kind of in the distant future, which is just beyond my understanding how quickly a year has gone by. Uh, but the work is going really well. Um, just got back in town from a lectureship. And uh, so I'm excited to to be at South Florida Avenue this uh, this Sunday to preach and uh, just get to see everybody. But it's going really well overall. A lot, lot, I, of, lot of different things going on here. So I can't I can't believe that's been a year, man. That does not that, that does not seem like it's been a year, brother, or nearly a year. That's that seems like this yeah. just a couple months ago. I have mercy. Yeah, okay, rolling. Yes, sir. All right. Now, do y'all have a summer session at the Florida School of Preaching, or do you? What do you do? During the no, we, we don't. We had a graduation this past Sunday. Uh, we had two graduates, uh, Zach Jones and Paul Walter, uh, two two great brothers, and um, no, they're certainly going to do a good job uh, preaching the gospel. Um, where they were. I think Zach went back home to Virginia and I know Paul and his wife, I think they're going to go back out West to Arizona for a while and, and eventually back in Texas and help them. Uh, but, but certainly proud of them too and the work they've done here so far. Okay. Well, good deal. Um, well, we're a little bit late getting, getting here, rolling around here. We're almost 10 after the hour and I try to get our speakers on by 10 after the hour. So let me just, uh, wrap up that conversation and just ask you, what are you, what you're preaching about tonight? Give us a little, uh, uh, what, what was a little bit for your for your lesson? Yes, sir. Tonight is biblical peace. And and what I'm going to do is just look at the word peace and kind of just make an acronym out of it. We're going to look at each letter and, and show how each letter means something differently uh, in regards to our relationship with each other, but ultimately with God. Well, that sounds outstanding. Just don't do what uh, Billy Bland did one year. Uh, it's one of my favorite stories about acronym sermons. Uh, you know, Billy, the instructor up there at the Memphis School of Preaching, those who don't know, he told a story on himself one day when he was in class. He said, I was, it was Mother's Day, and I, I was not going to preach a Mother's Day sermon. And I was sitting on the front pew and decided, no, I need to do it. And so I just wrapped me out. I'll just do an acronym sermon, Mother. <laughs> and he forgot the letter H. So <laughs> he, he, did a motor, he did a Mother's Day sermon. <laughs> So, gotta love hopefully, hopefully, hopefully you got all five letters of peace in there, man. So, yes, all right, brother. Right. Floor's yeah. yours. Go ahead and start preaching when you're ready. Yes, appreciate it. Again, so thankful for the opportunity always to be here with you all tonight. Tonight, we're going to uh, begin our discussion from Philippians chapter four. But I want to, first of all, give us um, just a definition, just some background information for the word peace. It's interesting because the word peace is mentioned 400 times in the Bible from Genesis all the way to Revelation, which just shows us the importance or the necessity for this word. Uh, again, in our relationship with each other, brethren, we're supposed to have peace, uh, but especially in terms of our relationship with God. One of the definitions of peace is defined as freedom from disturbance. Uh, in our world today, there is a lot of discussion about a world peace how can we have that within the body of christ and various different places the word peace always comes up as well and so tonight we're going to look at again the word peace kind of give us some uh, kind of making an acronym and, and and certainly uh this this lesson certainly can help all of us in our relationship with each other uh, but ultimately in our relationship with god when you look at the book of philippians and in, in, in this short book uh four chapters uh, in each chapter, the Apostle Paul says something I think that is just that is just so profound. Of course, we know this congregation began in Acts chapter 16, of course, in verse number 13. 
to verse number uh, 16 there, we first read about the conversion of Lydia. Verse 14 and 15, the Bible there says her heart was open. And of course, we know ultimately uh, that was made possible by the word of God. We see second of all, in Acts 16 and verse 25, the Bible says, And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and they sang praises unto God, which brings us to the conversion of the Philippian jailer in his entire household. We know uh, the jailer, verse 30 and 31, uh, the Bible says that he washed their stripes, verse 33 and following, uh, which shows us the repentance that took place and ultimately how he and his household, how they uh, were baptized. So again, as Paul writes this, a letter to the congregation at Philippi. This is one uh, he established, one that uh, he loved, and 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 he just he he just thought so highly of them. Philippians one and verse three, Paul says, "I thank my God upon every remembrance of you." We see from Philippians chapter four, verse number ten and following again, just how intimate this relationship was between the apostle Paul and the congregation there at Corinth. And again, as we stated earlier, in every chapter of this book here paul just emphasizes some great truths that all of us can certainly learn and draw from in our everyday walk with christ in philippians 1 verse 21 of course that great verse paul says for to me to live is christ and to die is gain he talks about how he's in this straight betwixt two in philippians chapter 2 verse number 5 there paul talks about having the mind of christ uh, verse number 8 how he humbled himself and became obedient Philippians chapter 3, 1 to verse number 7, we study and we read about the Apostle Paul more or less giving us his resume. And then in verse number 8, Paul says that he was willing to give all those things up so that he could win Christ. And of course, in chapter 3, verse 14 and 15, uh, Paul talks about pressing on. And of course, we know that is certainly some good teaching, some good preaching, some good encouragement uh, for all of God's children. And then in Philippians chapter 4, where we're going to begin our study for tonight the apostle paul says therefore my brethren dearly beloved and longed for my joy and crown so stand fast in the lord my dearly beloved paul says i beseech eodius and Syntyche that they be of the same mind in the lord i entreat thee also true yoke fellow help those women which labor with me in the gospel but clement also and other my fellow laborers whose name are written in the book of life in verse 4, Paul says, Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And then Paul says, And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through or in Christ Jesus. And of course, in verse number 8, Paul says, Whatsoever things that are true, uh, whatsoever things that are honest, just, pure, lovely, and of a good report. Paul says, if there be any virtue or if there be any praise, think on these things. As we consider the word peace tonight, this uh, five-letter word, but certainly uh, we're going to look at this again from the acronym, and hopefully we can uh, draw some truths that certainly can help us tonight. Point number one tonight is when we're talking about peace, we always need to remember that we need to pray about the situation. It's, it's so interesting because all of us know when you walk through buildings, whether it's a church building, whether it's a school building or some type of office building, we always see the little glass box that says break in case of emergency. And behind the glass is always a fire extinguisher. You break the glass if there is a fire or something like that. Too often we treat prayer that way. Too, too, too often we treat prayer like the 
little thing that's behind the box that we uh, need to break in case there is an emergency. I heard one preacher say a very long time ago, and it always stuck with me. And the only time we pray to God is when we are in trouble. Brethren, we're already in trouble. When we get up in the morning, we should pray to God. We should talk to God. We should uh, spend some one-on-one -on -one time with God. In the world in which we live in today, we all have very uh, high-volume lives. We're always on the go. We're always uh, doing something with the family. And those things may not be wrong in and of themselves. But we need to make sure uh, that we spend some time in the throne room of God. And we need to make sure that before we do anything, we need to make sure we pray about that particular situation. James chapter 5, verse number 13 and following there, James shows us that prayer, it requires faith. Consider what the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse number one. Of course, we know this to be, as many call, the hall of fame of faith. So many uh, great patriarchs, so many great prophets throughout this chapter. So the Bible says in Hebrews 11 and verse number one, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders attain a good report. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So those things which are seen were not made of those things which do appear. Now the Hebrews writer is going to give us some, uh, some, some people who showed their faith, who displayed that. In verse number four, the Bible says, By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by he being dead, yes. Because verse five, by faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death. But before his translation, he had this testimony that pleased God. Verse six, but without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently or that obediently seek him. It goes in verse number seven, talking about Noah. By faith, Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his house. In verse number eight to verse number 19 there, there he's going to uh, talk about Abraham, again, the father of the faith, for the father of many nations. And again, we just uh, showing the pattern how all these individuals have faith in God. But we need not to forget, these people also had a relationship with God as well. I can't go to heaven hanging on to the faith of my parents or a loved one or some other type of elder or preacher. I have the sole responsibility, Josh Cantrell, you tonight, you have the sole responsibility of growing in your relationship with God. And brother, and that starts with prayer. If you remember what the Bible says in 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verse number 9 and following, we read about an individual there by the name of Jabez. And uh, Jabez here, again, just two verses in the entire Bible, uh, teach us and show us about Jabez. But what is said about him just speaks volumes about the character that he had. And one of the things that we also note with praying about the situation, yes, it does require faith, but we also need to pray with humility as well. And that's exactly what we find in First Chronicles chapter 4, verse number 9 and verse number 10. That's what Jabez did in his prayer. But not only that, in Ephesians chapter 4, Ephesians chapter 3, verse number 14, Paul there says, I bow my knees unto the Father. So after Paul just talked about the mystery in Ephesians chapter 3, uh, verse number 1 to verse number 13 there, Paul says how that mystery uh, God has now uh, made that known, verse number uh, 5 and following there in that context. And in verse number 14, the end of this chapter here, Paul is going to spend some time 
uh, praying or talking about uh, the inner man there in verse number 16 there, Paul says that that inner man is going to be strengthened. But again, if you keep this in this context, what is Paul doing? Paul is praying. The inner man is strengthened. We get this encouragement in this in this sense of uh, being able to keep going forward once we understand the importance of the prayer and the responsibility that comes with prayer in our relationship with God. In Ephesians chapter 3, verse number 19, of course, we know Paul says, And now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly, Paul says, Above all that we ask or think, according to the power, Paul says, that worketh in us. And again, that power that he talks about in Ephesians chapter 1, verse number 7, taking us to chapter 2, verse number 1, and you, uh, who he quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sin, that resurrection power, brethren, that power is the power uh, that we have as members of the body of Christ tonight. So again, we need to pray about the situation. We need to remember that prayer, it requires faith. Prayer also requires humility. Again, when you think about 1 Peter chapter 5, verse number uh, 6 and following there, verse number 7, Paul says, casting all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. But in verse number 6, what does Peter say? Peter says, humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God which shows us some problems about our prayer life as well. Question, am I humble enough to pray to God, to give it to God, and leave it with God? Very often we treat prayers, I like to say, kind of like a bowling ball, you know? How foolish would it be to see someone roll a ball down a lane and see someone running behind the ball? It looks absolutely foolish. But that's exactly what happens when we try to take back from take take our prayers back from God instead of just leaving them with God. South Florida Avenue here in our Wednesday night Bible study, we have been studying the book of Genesis and we're kind of getting into the section there with Sodom and Gomorrah. But before that, we read about Abraham and how Abraham at this point here in chapter 18, he's 99 years old. His wife is 90 years old. And it, it seems impossible that they are going to have a child. But. It took it, it took Abraham 25 years to receive uh, that promise. There may be some listening tonight who have been praying for a couple days, uh, maybe a couple weeks, couple months, maybe a few years. Keep praying. We need to make sure in order for us to have peace, uh, the peace the Bible talks about. We need to make sure we pray about the situation. And of course, John chapter 17, we look at the praying Christ there. In John chapter 17, 1 to verse number 5, our Lord prayed for himself. From verse number 6 to verse number 19, he prayed for uh, his disciples that they may know him, that they may have a relationship with him. And then in verse 21 of John chapter 17, the Bible says, Neither pray I for these alone, but for them who shall believe on me through their word, uh, that being the apostles were so again point number one tonight we need to make sure we uh, continue to pray about the situation but number two let's look at uh the letter e in order for us to have peace we need to make sure we evaluate what the bible says it's, it's so interesting because when uh not just from a preacher but i'm sure many of us tonight members of the body of christ we talk to people and it's amazing sometimes that many other people who uh, come to worship who uh, so on, so let's have a relationship with God. They very often don't know what the Bible says. We need to make sure that we seek the truth in Scripture. In Isaiah 34, verse number 16, the Bible there says, Seek ye out of the book of the Lord and read. 
In Hebrews 10, verse number seven, the Hebrews writer says, Lo, I come in the volume of the book. In John 5 and verse number 39, one of my favorite there, search the scriptures, for in them ye think ye have eternal life, and they are they that testify me. Question, how often do we evaluate what the Bible says? The world in which we live in today, we have so many different books about the Bible, and those things may be good resources. I have them. You see them behind me tonight, and those things are good study, good, good for studying, but we need to not allow those books about the Bible to take the place of the Bible itself. We can get into the habit where we're reading so many books about the Bible, we, we, we actually forget to read the Bible itself. We need to make sure that we search the scriptures. In John 17, verse 17, the Bible says, Sanctify them through truth, thy word is truth. But earlier in this book, when Thomas is asking, Lord, show us the way, how can we know the way? In John 14, and verse 6, our Lord says, I am the way the truth and the life. No man goes or comes into the Father except by me or except through me. What happens when we evaluate what the Bible says? When we evaluate what the Bible says, it gives us strength. When you think about Psalm 46 and verse number one and verse number two, there the psalmist says, God is our refuge and strength. He is a, a very present help in time of trouble. Verse two, therefore we will not fear. Psalm 46 and verse number Fire there, the psalmist talks about his heart and how his heart is just filled uh, with the word of God. In John chapter 14, uh, verse 1 to verse number 6 again, when our Lord is instructing uh, his disciples, uh, his apostles, that he's going to go away, he reminds them, he gives them strength and encouragement that, hey, where I'm going, I'm going to build many rooms and, 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 and many mansions for us. But the Bible also gives us comfort. In some of the most difficult times in our lives. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse number 3, the Bible says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of our comfort, who comforts us in our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort him wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. When we go to funerals, scripture is often emphasized, as it should be. And the Bible constantly on a daily basis, it gives us strength. It gives us encouragement. In 1 Samuel chapter 30 and verse number one, the Bible reveals for us how David is fighting the battle of Ziglag. In 1 Samuel 30, verse number two to verse number five there, David speaks all about how the people uh, are, are wanting to stone him. But in 1 Samuel 30 and verse number 6, David says, the Bible says, but he encouraged himself in the Lord. How often do we encourage ourselves? Again, going back to the previous point, Ephesians 3, 14 and following. How often do we encourage ourselves, give ourselves some strength by the word of God? Recently, I was reading an article about the importance of working out, of eating right, of taking care of your body, taking care of your mind. And brethren, those things are fantastic and those things are great. But we need not to neglect the spiritual man. We need not to neglect the, the soul that God has given us. Again, when we're talking about evaluating what the Bible says. When I think about this particular point in terms of us having peace, it's all about perspective sometimes as well. How can a man be in turmoil, in difficulty, and still 
find the words to say for me to live as Christ and die as gain. How can he do that? How can a man who is in prison, a man who is about to get ready to lose his life, say, I have fought a good fight, I finished the course, and I have kept the faith? The Apostle Paul constantly shows us the importance of peace in the midst of the storm, peace in the midst of the trials. And, and I know many of us, we don't like storms and, and we try to avoid the storm at, 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 at every possibility we can. But sometimes you can't avoid the storm. Sometimes you have to go through the storm. But thankfully, as we go through our storm, according to Matthew chapter 8, verse 21 and following, uh, Mark chapter 4, verse number 35 and following there, our Lord is with us as we go through our storms. When those disciples go awake Jesus in, in Matthew in Mark chapter 4, verse number 35, and Jesus goes out and he says, peace, be still. That's what we're talking about tonight, peace. And then Jesus turns his attention to his disciples and said, why are ye so fearful? Where is your faith? And his disciples' conclusion is, what manner of man is this, that even the winds and the seas obey his voice? Our conclusion always should just be in awe of the goodness and the greatness of God. But again, when we pray about the situation, when we evaluate what the Bible says, it certainly helps us better appreciate uh, the next point in our discussion for tonight. When we Think about the A from the word peace. The thought that comes to my mind is we need to allow and accept help. You know, some people are difficult to help. I will be the first to say that. Some people are, are harder to help than others and, and maybe for a certain reason in their lives. But as members of the body of Christ, God has designed it in such a way where we don't have to go through life by ourselves. There is this notion that is constantly declared in our society today i have to be strong i need to be strong i have to show the world how strong and how capable i am at handling a problem and that thought process has made its way into the body of christ i don't see from scripture god so much caring at how capable we are at problem solving I think God is more interested when we are more dependent on him and not ourselves, which God is actually more impressed with our dependency on him than us having to be self-sufficient. When you read the end of Acts chapter four and how they sold their possessions, how they lay those things down at the apostles feet, brethren, they were helping each other. And we should do the same thing in the body of Christ today. We are brethren. In Galatians chapter 6, from verse number 1, Paul says, Brethren, if any man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such a one. And the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Verse 2, bear ye one another burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. When I was in high school, I was in the uh, Navy Junior, Junior ROTC program. And, and one of the drills that we uh, tried to instill in the younger cadets was that of the fireman drill, where you would take a person, you put them on your shoulders, and you would have to carry them maybe 50 or 100 yards. They turn around and, and they do the very same thing for you. And, we're, and we were trying to instill in them the importance of teamwork. Very often there were these large uh, tubes, if you will, and we would fill some of those up with clothes and we would fill other tubes up with rocks. And, and again, we were just trying to instill in them the importance of sometimes, you know what, I can do this by myself. I got it. I'm good. 
sometimes I need some help. And in that context, in, in Galatians chapter six, Paul says we have to carry our own burden. But in the midst of that, Paul says you also have to be willing to help other folks as well. Isn't it beautiful that when I help people and when they help me, we're helping each other. That's the way God has designed it for us to help each other. In Ephesians chapter two, verse number 10, Paul says, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for love and good works. There is nothing sad and wrong about accepting help. We should be willing to do that. I love sports movies. And, and one of the ones that came out in the year 2000 uh, was that of the of that. Remember the Titans with Denzel Washington. And, and, and one of the quotes that he mentioned in the movie that always stuck out to me, especially when we're talking about teamwork. And, and he, here he is with his team and they get up early in the morning there. Uh, running through Gettysburg, and as they get to the field where the battle is fought, uh, he simply tells them that if we don't come together, we too will be destroyed. I think that's so fitting for members of the body of Christ. We must come together, and we must allow and accept help from each other whenever we have an opportunity to do that. When we think about the letter C in our discussion tonight, the letter C is, again, choose uh, to have faith. Having faith is a choice. Again, in Hebrews chapter 11, we read about all these individuals who had faith in their, in their trust in God. And in the middle of that section we discussed earlier in Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 8 and following there to verse number 17 and verse number 14 and following there the bible takes us back to genesis chapter uh verse number 17 that is the bible takes us back to genesis chapter 22 and in genesis chapter 22 there uh abraham was going to offer his son upon, upon mount moriah uh, as a sacrifice and of course we know in verse number 12 god ultimately tells him uh to uh, take the knife away verse number 12 for now i know that thou fearest god uh, in that context there, of course, uh, God is talking about the experience. And in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse number 17, the Bible says, taking us back to Genesis chapter 22, verse number 1 to verse number 12, Abraham accounting, believing, considering that God was going to raise his son from the dead, even though he had never uh, seen that before. Uh, that was something that was just beyond the mind and the belief of Abraham, yet he determined and he believed that God was going to raise his son from the dead, even though that was never possible. With God, God always, I believe, and the Bible shows us that here is our little imagination. And this is the greatness and the goodness of God. And, and, and sometimes we try to limit God by our limited imaginations. Don't limit God by your limited imaginations. In Numbers chapter 13, that's what the children of Israel did. The people or Anak are over there. No way possible we can do this. But in Numbers 13, verse 1 through 3, God had already told them the land was theirs. They made a choice not to take God at his word. They believed because they couldn't do it. They believed God couldn't do it. And that's where we get ourselves into a lot of trouble sometimes, too. Don't limit God by our limited imaginations. When we are talking about the God in heaven, we should always, always make our plans big because the God that we serve 
is big. He's a big God. He's a great God. He's an awesome God. Again, the Bible shows us that. But we also, when we talk about choose to have faith, we need to remember what God has done for us already. As Christians, we have what I like to call spiritual amnesia sometimes. It's, it's almost as if we forget all the stuff God has brought us through up to this point. And the next trial comes knocking on our door Monday morning. And it's like we just totally forget how good and how far God has brought us up to this point in our lives. In Isaiah chapter 46, verse number 9 and 10, Isaiah the prophet here is rebuking them for not uh, remembering from verse 46 to verse number 8. In verse number 9, the prophet says, Remember the former things of old, for I am God and there is none else. I am God and there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning, saying, My counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure. Brethren, we need to remember we need not to forget the goodness and the greatness uh, of, of the God that we serve. So, again, we need to make sure we pray about the situation. We need to evaluate what the Bible says. We need to allow and accept help. We need to choose to have faith. And then last of all tonight, my favorite, when we're talking about peace with each other, peace with God. This one specifically talks about the peace that we can have as brethren and as members of the body of Christ, we need to encourage ourselves and we need to encourage others. I saw a sign a very long time ago, which I'm sure many of you have seen it as well. Don't put a brother down unless it's on a prayer list. Don't put a brother down unless it's on a prayer list. The world can hate each other and don't even sweat, don't even blink. Christians, we don't have time to do that. We don't. We don't. Our time should be spent growing in our relationship with God and growing in our relationship with each other. Just imagine if we spent the amount of time not liking each other, not agreeing with each other, using that time. You, now I understand from one hand when it comes down to a matter of doctrine, certainly have to address that. When we're just talking about matters of opinions and, 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 and the very small things, brethren, we need to put those things to the side and we need to encourage ourselves and we need to make sure we encourage others. When I'm encouraging others and they're encouraging me, our encouragement tank more or less is constantly being filled. I'm giving you encouragement. You're giving me encouragement. Let's go give somebody else some encouragement. One of the great things about uh, going to visit, uh, not just as a preacher, but all of us, I'm sure we visit as members of the body of Christ. We often go wanting to encourage them, yet we are the ones who le who are leaving encouraged. It's amazing how that works. That's, that's visiting one-on-one there. We go to encourage and we ourselves leave more encouraged because the person we're going to going to visit they they are the ones who have encouraged us it's just a beautiful thing when brethren love each other when brethren encourage each other and brethren we need more of that when you again read the end of Acts chapter 4 and you read how they loved each other and how they care for each other that is a model we can uh, certainly take in our everyday uh, walk with our Lord as well again we need to make sure we encourage ourselves one of the things I appreciate about flying, especially during the evening time, is the sunset. In Florida, we have some of, uh, I believe, the most beautiful sunsets in the world. 
And as you see the sun setting, it always just just humbles you to think that a God in heaven can create something so beautiful, so marvelous, so magnificent. In Isaiah chapter 40, verse number 25 and following, the Bible says, To whom then will ye liken me, or shall I be equal, saith the Holy One? Lift up your eyes on high, and behold, who have created these things, that bringeth their host by number. He calleth them all by name, by the greatness of his might, for that he is strong in power, and not one faileth. Why sayest thou, O Jacob, and speaketh thou, O Israel, my name is here from the Lord, my judgment is passed over from my God. Has thou not known, has thou not heard, that the everlasting God, the Lord, who created the ends of the earth, he fainteth not. Brethren, those verses should encourage us to think that in the beginning, God created God, the great I am, the great end from the beginning. He created us and he calls us his children. A verse that also uh, came to mind is, Ephes is, is Hebrews chapter 10, verse number uh, 23 and following there. Of course, in that context there, verse number 25, Paul talking about worship, uh, forsaking the assembly, but in verse number 23 and verse number 24 there, Paul talks about exhorting one another uh, daily, doing that. In Romans chapter 8, of course, in verse number uh, 1 there, there's therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. He goes on in that particular chapter. Of course, we know God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, showing us uh, three different uh, in, uh, 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 three different works there. In verse number thirty-one, what shall we then say to these things of God before us? Who can be against us? Of course, we know verse number twenty-eight. A lot of good preaching has come from that. And of course, we know in verse number thirty-five, Paul asked some questions: What shall separate us? Who shall separate us from the love? That is found in our Lord, should tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword. As it is written, for thy sake, we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Now, in all these things, Paul says, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. So, again, uh, just some importance there of encouraging ourselves. Second Timothy 1, verse number 7. For God have not given us the spirit of fear, but of power love. And Paul there also says, of a sound mind. But we also need to be willing to encourage others. Colossians chapter 2, verse number 2, 1 Thessalonians 5, verse number 11, Hebrews chapter 10, uh, verse number 24 and following. So again, let's notice this piece again. We need to pray about the situation. We need to evaluate what the Bible says. We need to allow and accept help from others. We need to, uh, for our seed, choose to have faith. And then last of all, we need to encourage ourselves and we also need to encourage others as well. As the Apostle Paul in verse number four talks about rejoicing in the Lord, chapter four, Philippians chapter four, verse four, rejoicing in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving, prayer. Let your request be made on unto God. And then Paul says, in the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through or in Christ Jesus. What does biblical peace look like? It looks like being in harmony with each other, but ultimately in harmony in our relationship with God. 
And I hope, trust, and I pray tonight that something has been said to encourage all of us to strive at all costs to have peace with others as we strive daily to do the best we can to serve our God. Thank you once again uh, for the opportunity to be here tonight. Well, Joshua, appreciate that, man. You there? You got me? Yes, sir. Thank you. Yes, sir. Appreciate sure. you, Brother Jonathan. Sir, I, I guess Eric hasn't been here in a few nights, and I haven't used the word outstanding enough because that's his word. So I'll just I'll throw him in here and just say outstanding. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir. Wonderful thing about an acrostic lesson is it's it's so easy to remember the points, and people can carry it along with them uh, throughout the day. And I think you've got a good little progression there in terms of uh, how you deal with things. I can't help help but notice as you were uh, going through that how much of that is uh, uh, is looking outward. Uh, to find peace. It's primarily outward to, toward toward God and then outward toward others. You pray to him, you you evaluate his word, uh, you choose to have faith in him, and then your other two, you, you allow others to help you. Um, whether you did it or not, that is a great way of of, uh, of securing peace is to get outside of your own mind because your own worries, your own fears, all that kind of stuff is inside of you. Um, so uh, I really appreciate it, man. That's a powerful lesson. Powerful in its its content, but powerful in its simplicity too, which is a tough combination to get. And you you uh, did a great job on it, man. I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you having me, brother Jonathan. Yes, sir. Well, we will have you back again just as soon as we're able to work you back in the schedule, and you're available to come on because we always love seeing you. You're always a great encouragement to us, and uh, I know our audience always likes to see you as well. They spoke highly of you in the comment section, so uh, we always tell guys if you ever want to feel good about yourself, just just go read the comments after you're done. It's uh, uh, it is an encouraging um, uh, line of thanks and praise of you. Uh, so if you need to need to lift yourself up sometime, just go back and read it, man. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. All, right. Appreciate it. All right. You take care, brother. We'll, we'll see you next time. Yes, sir. Have a good one. You too. Thank you, brother Josh, for coming on and being with us tonight. Um, he didn't mention this on, uh, in the show, but he mentioned to me in the, for in the forefront he was I think with one of the elders or some of the elders of the congregation where he preaches and had to leave that to come on and be with us. So uh, thankful that he um, got on and was here and did just a, a wonderful job for us here uh, tonight on on Connect. Um, let's turn our attention to the uh, prayer request and give me just a second here. I see another one just popped into the comment section. I've got to um, um, get it that written down. Um, we have about three or four here tonight. Um, we got um, Douglas uh, is actually in the ER, at least at the start of the lesson. He said he was in the ER uh, right now um, with what appears to be food poisoning. And uh, Douglas, for those who may not know, Douglas is one of our regular viewers, is always in the comment section and has been going through a number of uh, health challenges here over the last several months. And so uh, uh, sad to hear that he is having another one, uh, but we will um, uh, be praying for you, Douglas, and hopefully you'll recover from that and be able to uh, to get out. Um, Claudette just puts in a, a prayer request for Bev and that she would return to the Lord. I don't know any more about Bev, and I will trust that God does know that situation and pray for her on, on, on Claudette's behalf. Uh, and then Connie uh, tells, tells us that her biopsy went well. Um, said the doctor said that it looked good, but we'll get results back here um, in about a week. So, um, um, yep, that's where we stand on all those. Those are the ones that I saw. 
I don't think I saw anything else. And give it always pause here just a moment to uh, see if any prayer requests come in while we're um, uh, waiting for to start the prayer. But I'm not seeing anything, so we'll go ahead and have that word of prayer together uh, as we close out the evening. Holy Father, uh, we come to another close of a week, the close of another week. Um, thankful for the time we've been able to spend together uh, in studying your word. Um, we've had just uh, outstanding lessons throughout the week, both during the day and with uh, Connect th this week. We have been encouraged and challenged by the things that you have said. It is humbling to know that um, you have so freely opened yourself to us and that we can know your thoughts and your mind uh, thanks to the revelation of your spirit. Uh, we give you praise and honor for that, and we uh, uh, pledge to uh, make application of those things as fully and as, as uh, faithfully as we can into our lives. Uh, we do seek for the peace that passes understanding, and we thank Joshua tonight for reminding us of some of the elements of how we can uh, apply that peace and, and make it uh, powerful within our own, our own circumstances. We thank you for him, and we thank him tonight for delivering this message to us. Um, we have a few uh, that are have some prayer requests on their minds. Um, we are uh, mindful of Bev tonight and Claudette mentioning that she is not walking as faithfully as we should. We pray that um, um, she can be, uh, uh, understand the need in her life and would be willing to change, repent of anything she needs to so she can come back to you. Uh, we're also mindful tonight of... Um, uh, Connie, thankful for the good news on her biopsy, and hopefully as the full results come in, that news will be um, um, uh, enforced and, and verified, uh, and uh, her mind and soul can be comforted in that. Uh, we're also mindful tonight of our, uh, our good brother, Douglas. We know all the struggles that he has been having, and uh, the one tonight, at least it, it will pass, but getting through that bout of food poisoning, Lord, is just hard for us. It, it, it's tough on the body and tough on the mind, and we pray that he can uh, get the care that he needs and get through this spell uh, as quickly as he can and return to a good walk of health again. We thank you for um, all, that is, all that you do for us. We thank you for the good work that's going on here at Digital Bible Study and for the hundreds of people who are involved in it and who have been touched by it. We pray for uh, their, their strength, and we uh, ask that... Uh, Things that are taught and learned here can be used to uh, help to further your glory into this world. And it's through your son's name that we offer this prayer. And amen. All right. Um, let's see what else we have here. I think we didn't. I did not see anything come in over the um, per, uh, the um, uh, YouTube side. Give me just a second, as I always have to do, and refresh the um, Facebook page. Actually. I must have clicked away from the tab at some point because I don't even have the right tab open. So give me about three or four seconds here. That's going to take a second for this to come up. Uh, starting next week, uh, we have um, Ben Phillips with us on on a Monday night. Uh, then I, who is Tuesday? Tuesday is, now see, I, I shouldn't have started doing that. I was trying to come up with something while his Facebook page was loading. Tuesday's somebody good too. Who is it? It's Greg, it's Greg Dismuke on Thursday. Who is it on Tuesday? I should probably know that. I just talked to them not long ago. But it's going to be somebody good on Tuesday. 
Um, well, anyway, let's get to let's get to the uh, the prayer request. I'm uh, not the prayer request. The uh, donations tonight. Uh, we got Falando with 50 stars. Uh, we got Patsy with 50 stars. Thank you both for those. Uh, and then we have Claudette with um, 200 stars, 300 stars. Excuse me, 300 stars for Claudette. Thank you as well, Claudette. Um, absolutely appreciate all that you all do for us. And and now that I said it, I want to pull it up. Oh, um, Mornay Stefanis has been with us. Be with us. He's not. I know it's known to you as, as known to some of you as well as he should be. Mornay's a just an outstanding speaker. Um, uh, just uh, you'll, you'll he's been with us a couple times before. And if you yet don't remember him, you will be greatly uh, encouraged by seeing him on the twenty uh, fourth. So anyway, um, well, let's go ahead and wrap this thing up. I uh, see Melissa mentioning the uh, class today. Here got a good good report from Tony. I uh, hope it went well. Um, for the uh, members uh, subscription class uh, that Tony is doing on, on Friday after Friday mornings, actually Eastern time. Uh, her have been hearing really good things about that. Uh, hopefully I'll have a Friday here before too long where I can actually sit on sit in on the class. I've been trying to get things done the last couple of Fridays and haven't had a chance to sit in on it. But um, uh, thank everybody that's participating in that and uh, the replays, um, try to get them posted. The first two are already up. I'll try to get today's posted by the end of the weekend on all the different platforms that we uh, stream to and that we have members on. So anyway, let me just stop talking and get this thing wrapped up. We will see you back here, Lord willing, uh, for From the Deep End, 8 a.m. on Monday morning. Um, believe it or not, you still have time to get in on the Roman study. We've been studying Romans since the 1st of September. And you know what Monday is? Monday, we will conclude our look at the Book of Romans. How about that? Probably 110 hours worth of teaching. We are actually going to conclude Romans on Monday. That's scary because I have to have a new topic, new book picked out for Tuesday. <laughs> so I got some work to do over the weekend. Uh, anyway, I'll, like I said, I'm going to stop talking. We're going to wrap this thing up. Good to see you tonight. Thank you all for tuning in, being a part of the program. Great week. Looking forward to another great week starting Monday. And we will see you back here, Lord willing, then. Until then, as always, it's our prayer that you will go out and make your day a great one for God. Have a good night, everybody.